0: I'm recording. Do you want to clap before you tell me? Uh 40? Oh, time dot is. Yes, okay. Uh there it is. Okay,
1: how about 50?
0: Okay. Oh, what's this?
1: It's the third one. It's the new one.
0: Oh, is this like a Clone War?
1: No. I mean, yes, but no. It's the third series. First they had Clone Wars, then they had Rebels. Now they have Resistance. Okay. I'm so going to watch this is...
0: trailer, and then I'm going to ask you some questions. It's okay.
1: Poe! Yeah, this is a sequel trilogy one.
0: Yeah, I just didn't think that like characters I liked would be in this. I phrased <laughs> that wrong.
1: i know this fucking han solo shit or or this this lando or or ahsoka fuck them give me (laughs) poe
0: this one looks better than the other ones did yeah i like this animation more than i've liked the other ones
1: i like the other ones fine uh rebels is like Really
0: trying to just be a new hope okay so yes yeah, so th- now that I've seen the trailer I have I have some Star Wars questions for my friend. I'm just gonna go yes. through through these in order. Is that 2d animated clone Wars good?
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Is the it... 3d animated one just a sequel to that? like what is the 3d no animated? they're totally different okay. Is that one good?
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, it has a lot of episodes.
0: That's what I thought. And I have heard I should watch it. And I've been very curious if there's just like, can I Google like the good ones to watch?
1: Uh, You can like look for specific arcs. The thing is that like the first two seasons are all out of order. Okay. Uh, but then from, like, season three on, it all happens in chronological order. I don't know why they mixed it up. Okay. Um, Like, some arcs are stronger than others. Like, they can't all be Mortis or... Like That's... Umbara, which are some of the ones that you're probably familiar with. Um, there's, like, the arc about Ahsoka and her, like...
0: Most the of job. the reason I'm interested in that show is because I know people love Ahsoka and I want to love Ahsoka.
1: There is definitely like a through line you could watch to just get that story.
0: Okay. Um. Because, like, words. Words. Yeah, um. Ahsoka's like real big. I mean, she's not. She's, she's very short from what I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah um the uh the uh the justice league show and justice league unlimited that were on around that same time was always like two or three parters and like i watched a bunch of it two years ago and it was just like i googled what the good arcs were and i watched those and i didn't bother with ones that didn't like catch my eye you know
1: yeah like Um, Which most of them are
0: good in that show, but there was definitely some stuff that's like, oh, this is just, like, two episodes of action scenes. I don't particularly care to watch this.
1: These are all in, like, two or three episode arcs, but they're also self-contained. So, like, you'll have one episode that is about a space fight, and then the, the, like, Star Destroyer crashes on the planet. Then the next episode is about, like ahsoka and her girlfriend being trapped under the rubble for an episode waiting to be rescued and it's self-contained but it's also like ties directly into the episode that came before it
0: okay then
1: Hmm. there's the one episode where like anakin obi-wan and count dooku all get like tied up together and have to like run around tied to each other for an episode
0: that sounds pretty good
1: it's pretty good
0: and that's (laughs) the count that would have to be between two and three i was gonna ask what the title? Yeah, the whole show happens is. before three. Yeah, because Count um. Dooku's in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dooku's voice is real good in that show.
0: Yeah, I take it they didn't get Christopher Lee.
1: No, they they did not bring Christopher Lee back from the dead to create Wait. Clone Wars.
0: When was Clone Wars on television?
1: From like uh, 2008 on. Oh,
0: I thought it was, like, 2005.
1: 2003, I think, was the... I think that's the original one.
0: The 2D one?
1: Yeah, the one by Gendy. Okay. Which is fine, but it is, ex- like... The tone of it is very expanded universe, in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I
0: remember having a DVD of that one... Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of know what you mean,
1: yeah it's it's very of that era, yeah, things are allowed to get a little different in Clone Wars and sort of do its own thing eventually. There's sort okay. of a shift because it predates the Disney buyout, mm-hmm. so like the uh, there's like a stuff that is only Canon because it was referenced in this show. While it was canon. Huh. Um, Like that show is the only reference to Darth Bane that is canon now.
0: Oh, but I love Darth Bane. I don't know jack shit (laughs) about him. I just remember like reading like Star Wars wikis when I was like 10 and didn't really understand that you could just go get books from the library and shit. Mm hmm. Like, I didn't really understand how someone read the Expanded Universe, and so I just, like, (laughs) looked at wikis and thought Darth Bane was cool.
1: Someday I want to do an Expanded Universe podcast, but for, like, specifically the Yuzenfong Vong series.
0: I would consider being on that.
1: They all have audiobooks, so, like...
0: I would consider being, like... Tell me about the expanded universe. Tell me about the old ways. (laughs) Um, Uh, Someday. Is Rebels good? Also, is Rebels... Rebels is right before the Disney buyout or right after it, right? Right after. Right after.
1: It was the first thing they made.
0: Okay. Is that good?
1: Uh... It's good. Uh, If you are particularly put off by certain tropes or certain storytelling things, then some parts of it will infuriate you. Uh, The the main character is Ezra, period. Even if you like other characters a lot more than Ezra, Ezra's the main character, and everyone else serves his story.
0: Okay, because that's different from what I've heard about Clone Wars, which is like focusing on different things in different episodes yeah like
1: there's episodes that are only about clone troopers in in clone wars
0: yeah see i thought i thought until like recently when clone wars was coming back and people were talking about it that like ahsoka was the hero of clone wars and was in like every episode and
1: it it becomes more that as the show goes on because ahsoka is like the big marketing character
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and, like, that's the character that kind of represents the show.
0: It's so weird that, like, Ahsoka isn't in the movies at all, but is, like, so (laughs) key to some people's love of Star Wars. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Because, like... My little sisters were like, how come... Where's Ahsoka in the movies? (laughs) Tugs (laughs) collar.
0: (laughs) Because, like, I remember, like... I think I've told you this before, though, like... My, the Star Wars thing closest to my heart is the PS2 Battlefront games, which means that I care very deeply about, like, Ki-Adi-Mundi, you know? Okay. <laughs> Just because I think he looked cool and was in those video games. And, and he's
1: the Jedi who fucks.
0: Oh, does he fuck?
1: Yeah, because Syrians are, like, have, like, uh, population problems, so he's specifically allowed to go off to his planet and fuck a
0: bunch. Okay, what's the what's the other um, Jedi who's on the council and is the same race as Ahsoka? Uh
1: that is. Um. God, what is her name? She dies several times. There's she dies like... so many times. <laughs> God, what is her name? Uh, 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 uh. Shakti.
0: Yes, I like her too because she is in the Battlefront games.
1: If you like clones from the Battlefront games, there's a lot of good clones episodes.
0: Yeah, and like some of the coolest stuff in Battlefront 2 was the story mode where you start as, um,. Because you play as the same regiment through the whole story mode, and you start on the side of the Republic and end up on the side of the Empire, mm-hmm. um, which taught a very young Allison about um, how anyone Fascism. can become fascist. You yeah. know, do you have to kill Jedi at the end? Um, no, you kill Jedi like halfway through is the thing.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You kill Jedi like halfway through and then you have to play through the rest of the story as the Empire.
1: Do you do the march on the temple though? Yeah. Okay. Because that's like, if I were going to make a Star Wars video game about clones, I would have it be a first person shooter and you start off um, fighting the Separatists and then you become like 501st and march on the temple and that's like the big culmination at the end.
0: Mhm. That'd, That'd be would good. Cool. That would be very good. Um
1: you know what's cooler is what? playing tabletop RPGs around order 66 cuz it gets real sad. <laughs> Sometimes you're playing a Jedi master and you have to kill your clone husband.
0: Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um. now I'm looking at the Shock T Wikipedia. I'm not even on Wikipedia. I'm on starwars.wikia.com what sort of fictually sanctioned bullshit is this Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> give me that wookie yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I really like the animation and resistance I really because the thing that it's has... very colorful too the thing that has put me off from watching Clone Wars all this time is that I don't love how that show looks.
1: <laughs> it gets better. It gets a lot better. I
0: figured. I figured. I figured just Man, like Ruby's as the technology be gets you. better, you know.
1: Um what about Let's Decor? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi, welcome to White Lotus Radio, a podcast all about the legend of Korra. Uh, My name is Allison, and my co-host is Nora. (laughs) That's me. Um, I'm leaving all of that in. (laughs) Oh, yes. The only question is, where do I put the title music? (laughs) (laughs) Right here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um... I would fuck around a little more, but it sounds like you really want to like actually talk about these episodes this week, and I kind of do too. Um,
1: yeah, I'm just kind of disappointed and frustrated.
0: I feel you. I feel you. I Do you want to talk about that disappointment and frustration while I stall for time and get all my things in order? Sure. Yeah.
1: My air conditioner just kicked on.
0: Oh, uh, it's fine. I think mine's been on the whole time, and I'm kind of hoping it's, it has been on and it has been consistently on, so that I can just take it out rather than like. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this episode we're talking about, uh, season three, episode nine, the stakeout, and episode ten, long live the queen. Oh, what a title! Mm-hmm. What a title! Mm-hmm. Um, next week we're gonna wrap up the season. Yeah, weird, huh? That's getting edited out, because you can never be too sure with the police.
1: They don't have backstories.
0: They don't have backstories.
1: So, uh, we're still chasing Ai Wei from the last episode, and we go to this town, and basically they find him, and they stake out his hotel room. And they found a note that says, hey, meet us in this place at this time. So they're staking the place out. They're going to follow him to this meetup. They get impatient. Cora goes over, knocks down the door, open up the door. It's real. And it uh, <laughs> turns out that the uh, meetup is actually happening in the spirit world. I'm so. going to stop
0: you for just one moment. Yeah? Because You're right. They do trail Ai Wei, and then they do kick down Ai Wei's door. What you skipped there is about six minutes of nothing happening in this show. Ten, and I was dying. <laughs> we are Let's on. Let's talk okay.
1: about Pie Show.
0: Okay, here's the problem: is that this is episode nine out of thirteen, and a. We still have like 10 straight minutes of nothing happening in this show. And B, it feels like this should be the fourth episode of this season because we just find out that in this episode, we find out the villains um, goals, not even their motivations, a little bit of their motivations, but mostly their goals. This should be episode four. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot it just it be n- ending because it's just starting. <laughs>
1: Let it never be said that Legend of Korra knows anything about pacing or how to
0: use time. There's, like, two Nuk-tuk fans show up and ask Bolin for autographs, and that's all they do. And for a minute, they look like they're bounty hunters, and they have no impact on the plot. They just make a kind of goofy cutaway scene that isn't funny. It's the payoff for the first nothing scene where they're like, oh, look, it's a movie
1: poster of me. But no, it's a wanted poster. Uh. And those, oh, bounty hunters better run away. And then later they run into these folks who also look like bounty hunters. And it turns out they're just fans.
0: It's so stupid.
1: Did anything else happen? Do we cut away to any other B-plots? I don't think so.
0: It's just that and Asami wrecking fools at Pie show. Oh, and for like a brief moment, um, the gang splits up and... Mako and Bolin are in town and Korra and Asami were on their own. And I was really hoping we would get a little more flirting from Korra and Asami. And we didn't. Mm. But.
1: Uh, so they go to the spirit world. Uh, Zaheer chucks Ai Wei into the fog of lost souls.
0: He can apparently teleport in the spirit world, by yeah, the like, way. You can
1: do that. We did that. We covered this last season.
0: Can we? Okay. Yeah. Because I remember fine. people getting lost in the spirit world, and I didn't realize that if you yeah, just focus... Yeah, people focused... who
1: don't know it.
0: Okay. But here comes some... here a lot. here's so...
1: Mr. Spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they don't care about Ai Wei anymore. They just let that happen, and we never see Ai Wei or talk about Ai Wei again this season.
0: We don't even know what happens to his body. Presumably, his body starves to death in that room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like you do.
0: Like you do. Um
1: or gets burned by lava man
0: also a very real possibility
1: loose ends. yeah um, and Zaheer reveals he's like oh hey i'm not going to fight you this is the spirit world what are you doing i'll tell mm-hmm. you what what i'm up what i'm what i'm up to what's the i'll tell you what i'm about
0: <laughs> there we go but well, i feel like there's a little more of his motivations that We don't. I feel like. I feel like he has reason still to deceive Korra. You know. Huh. I feel like we don't have the full picture with Zaheer yet. I feel like we're getting there, but I don't think we have all of it.
1: So Unalaq was a member of this group who are called the Red Lotus.
0: Get it? It's like the White Lotus, but with blood.
1: Yeah, (laughs) blood. I hope this is not Chris's blood.
0: I very nearly <laughs> spit out my coffee because I made a mistake <laughs> and sipped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but Unalak betrayed them when they were all caught and he hid his involvement.
0: Um. I don't even feel like that's a betrayal, really. I feel like letting them sit in prison for 13 years is a betrayal. But I right. feel like... Udala I'm not could going to prison too is not a betrayal.
1: Unalak definitely could have broken them out.
0: Yeah, that's the betrayal, but just like not getting caught, not a betrayal. I feel like. So they
1: wanted Korra to open the spirit gates because they wanted to restore the natural state of the world. And that seems like totally cool. And then, then Zaheer is like, but you could go farther um, what a like the whole idea of having presidents and kings and queens is just as like unnatural as keeping the physical and the spirit separate but the examples so she's yeah. like she's like well that's just gonna be chaos and then he's like yes and from you know you can't have new growth without the destruction of the old don't you think that like no, didn't you encounter a like stupid president and and a petulant queen? Don't you think people like that should be removed? It's like, okay. Go off. Social hierarchies aren't bad because sometimes you get a dumb person at the top. Yeah. There's no such thing as a good king. Yeah. There's no like, like Yeah. Uh, this is so fucking mid Obama term status quo shit. Mhm. Mm-hmm. God, I hate it. I ha- like ah. Uh, yeah. This is not what anarchism is. is yeah, so here
0: is a is a caricature.
1: He's a po- he's like a pop culture anarchist.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Fucking, you cannot just tip things over, like walk in, kill the queen, or whatever, as an example, and then be like, oh, now we have, like, a classless society. You can't just turn that switch off. That's not how people work. That's not how cultures work. Especially
0: when you don't, like, tell people that you're going to kill the queen. Like, if you just do it. Of course, there is chaos because people don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and
1: like for a character who's written to sound so smart, he's a fucking dumbass.
0: Yeah, and like I I feel like his um, voice acting, like his performance, is really strong. Um, and like I the words they're putting in his mouth just don't get there (laughs) yeah this character
1: deserves a better like script yeah and like like, design voice performance it's all good except the words it's kind of like the prequel trilogy of star wars
0: and like he's also not effective as a villain because there's never a moment where cora doubts herself you know like if this guy is supposed to be effective then you should get Cora being like maybe he has a point um cuz this is definitely a talky villain yeah and like if they give Cora him can see so we
1: can do a fight but like he's not a fighting villain
0: yeah like and if if Cora can see his side and you know if Cora lets him do one thing because she thinks he's right and then realizes that, like, oh, no, this is wrong. Like, he's so much more effective as a villain. But she's just like, no, you're an asshole. And that's all there is. That's all the... That's all. The camera doesn't let you see the people who are struggling
1: under these, like, under these societal hierarchies.
0: That, okay. Not that since me...
1: season one when we had the Equalists ever since then we've we've swiftly kept the camera off of people who are struggling, even like Mako's family is like, "Oh, they're fine, it's a big family. It's a heartwarming story because they all support each other instead of being like, "Why do people have
0: to live like this and you know what like when they went to bossing, say, in the first show, we did see like how these people suffered, you know, and we and we saw their joy too, like we saw them as full humans in the first show and this show doesn't spends time doing pie show instead of you know like trying to understand why people in the earth kingdom would not want a queen you know yeah um other than the one bit very early on where Cora steals some tax money um and feels bad about it
1: Yeah, and then never does anything to, like, help those people out.
0: I was so sure, um, I can't remember why, but there was something early in episode nine where I was like, oh, I bet we get to see those tax people again, and, like, Cora tries to make good, or they chew her out, and she realizes she did something wrong, and that didn't happen, you know? No. Um, Another thing in these episodes is that, like, when... Korra first comes to this town where Ai Wei is in um, there, there's all these spirits hanging around and they seem to be bothering um, the townsfolk and I thought maybe we were finally going to be getting more of the repercussions of um, Korra opening up the spirit world and that doesn't happen
1: <laughs> Mako gets his finger ate
0: yeah and uh, the bartender has to sweep some spirits out of his bar. Yeah. But, like, no one talks about, hey, did we do the right thing? No.
1: No, you did. Don't worry.
0: Don't worry about it. Or, it's just so fucking even if we did the right thing, maybe we can help out these people who are suffering because we did the right thing.
1: It's so fucking disappointing. Like,. Not because I thought that this was going to be, like, really good. Like, most aspects of this show are pretty good. It's just, like, fucking put any effort into this, please.
0: Yeah, they... The writers so vehemently don't like anarchism that they can't... They can't be sympathetic enough to make Zaheer, like, sympathetic and, like... It undercuts all Imagine
1: of his... if if Zaheer had a fraction of the forgivability that fucking uh
0: uh Elon Musk.
1: Yeah. What's his fucking name? Varric.
0: Varric. I was I thought this guy was in like every episode of season three, and I'm so glad that has not been true.
1: Um Yeah. It's just like you give Varric so much fucking freedom so much what's the word leeway yeah leeway despite being a fucking war criminal
0: yeah but Zaheer is like hey maybe I think taxes are bad and I think borders <laughs> um, are bad and Zaheer rightfully says hey I think the fire lord did some fucked up shit a hundred years ago and maybe like there shouldn't be more fire lords after that
1: Maybe people shouldn't have that kind of authority that they can wipe out a quarter of the culture in the world.
0: Yeah, and like the the old like air monks from the previous show were like were wiped out because they didn't have any sort of strong military presence and like this show does not reckon with um how that made them vulnerable to people who do have Military presences, and maybe those people should not be allowed to have militaries.
1: Like, you can look at real life history of examples of uh, anarchist or anarcho suffix uh, communities that were thriving before being crushed either by fascists or by capitalists. Right. Or both, sometimes.
0: (laughs) Shout out to the CIA. Yo, what up? They're listening to this phone call. And like, I don't, like, I don't think you need to be an anarchist or believe in anarchism to just be like, for Zaheer to be a more effective villain, for this show to tell the story it wants to tell and ask the questions it wants to ask, like, Zaheer should be portrayed as maybe he has a point. You know? It's like, Fucking Darth Vader <laughs> is more sympathetic than Zahir. Darth is.
1: Vader, the child killer,
0: <laughs> child murdering fascist.
1: Oh, listen. So, like, the plan here is that I've I I figured out what I think the plan with the avatar stuff is. We still don't know that. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh so Zahir's plan is to kill all the world leaders. It seems
0: which I didn't connect until the end of this episode means that like Cora's dad is about to get it, you know? Or yeah, they're going to try.
1: I think I'm pretty sure the the plan for the for Cora is to force her into the avatar state and then kill her so that the avatar cycle ends. That makes As sense. As if that didn't happen last season? And As was it had... totally just fixed.
0: Oh, another thing—they um, offhandedly comment that like Unalak was in on a lot of the stuff, but then they're like, "Oh, but Unalak being the Dark Avatar was never the plan." Um, which, like, okay—the weird, like, rationalization in in retrospect of like season two was—it didn't work for me <laughs> in any way. Are you telling me that Unalak was an anarchist? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> was a like, member
1: of an anarchist secret society. Which oh, fucking what a wait. wild idea that is. Also,
0: they're the Red Lotus because they're anarchists, and the Anarchy flag has red on it. huh. I thought it was because blood.
1: It can be. It can, It can be both because. Um, the writers of this show can't imagine a like nonviolent like form of anarchism.
0: Imagine if they killed the king, the qu- they killed the queen in Bossing say, and just like nothing happened. Like imagine if just like life continued on as normal because most people who live in Ba say like are not affected by the queen until the queen decides to affect them, you know. Yeah,
1: the thing that's actually keeping people down is not the queen, it's the cops, it's the Dai Li, it's the massive, right. like, structure that penetrates all aspects of civilian life. It's, even, even not the physical structures of like, influence from like, having legal power but being raised to think that that is the natural state of humans, is to have hierarchies like that. It gets that deep into the, their brains like it has nothing basically to do with the person at the top because the crown could be on anybody's head
0: yeah that was like i was genuinely shocked because like i was like okay he killed the queen and now he's going to go like dismantle the police force in Bossing say because we have known for 10 years of avatar that the real problem in Bossing say is the police. And I thought they were going to do something about that, and instead, Zaheer got on the radio and was like, the queen is dead. we are all free now. Yeah.
1: And like, you really don't think that the Daili are just going to run the country now?
0: Yeah, no. I was like, that's like a thousand... Two hundred million percent. Like, what will happen is that uh, Zahir has created a military state, right? Like,
1: uh, like that's even like not taking into account if the queen had heirs.
0: Yeah. And w- were we going to get like a killing the youngling sequence of like Zahir going and strangling children? <sighs> uh the queen was pretty old. They're probably like twenty year olds if they're if she has heirs.
1: Probably. They're probably, like, the same age as, as like, the other uh, Opal's siblings.
0: No. Yeah.
1: It's just, like, what is... None of this holds up to, like, the slightest scrutiny here.
0: No. No.
1: Like, they use a lot of pretty words to say not all that much, and I feel like that's kind of what people really liked about this season.
0: Yeah, and I just... uh, I know people like this season and I really want to like it too because I used to really love it. And it's just like... uh...
1: It's like the same problems that we had with the first season. Yeah. It's like, no, your villain is like... has a point and you're not writing them in a way where that... You're writing them in a way where they have to be like... Like evil in specific ways so that the audience doesn't like connect with them at all
0: and that that works for fire lord ozai that everybody
1: hates fascists
0: yeah like because ozai did a genocide and like ozai did a genocide that parallels real world genocides um like Aman, not Unalak, and Zaheer would be a million times more effective as villains if Korra is tempted, if Korra understands, and then realizes, and like, I wouldn't agree, but it's more effective as a story if she then is like, oh no, but um, neoliberalism, Obama stuff is the true way. Like, it's more effective as a story even if right. I wouldn't necessarily agree with where she ends up, you know. I
1: definitely don't agree with any of the politics of this show, but you can like make the storytelling better without yeah. having it be a treatise on like the benefits of anarchism. Like, I'm not saying it has to be my shit, yeah. But, like, fucking, I don't know. I can't like I can't even say like read a book because like I didn't read the books. No, I got like the explanations. I got the whatever. I don't have to talk about that.
0: I'm a, I'm on Twitter, and all my friends are like anarchists and communists and socialists, and I don't have the most firm political views. But I'm way more sympathetic of um, all my friends on the left than this show ever is, because this show is so dedicated to centrism with its entire being.
1: Yeah. There are five villains in Legend of Korra. Mm -hmm. One of them gets to just do whatever he wants. Yes. Because he's not
0: considered a villain. Yep. Because he has money. He doesn't break laws except for that time he was a war criminal.
1: Uh, And broke out of jail.
0: And broke out of jail.
1: Also, like, fucking buying elections. Hey,
0: imagine if Zhao Fu um offered the political asylum to uh Bossing Say refugees that it offered to uh Elon Musk.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Only if they like if they're worthy and they like have a skill or uh or like a. <laughs> A dream, you know? Yeah. (sighs) So that's the first episode. (laughs) I mean, like, we talked about Uh, the second one, too. (laughs) We did. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's the scene where Cora is kidnapped, and she's tied up, and she's got the mask on. She does a Hannibal. She's got a Hannibal going on. And they're like, oh, we can't get you out. We're not going to give you any water or rocks or fire to bend with. Like, why doesn't Asami just spit on the ground and then Korra could water bend it?
0: Because then how would she do the whole thing about the shoddy workmanship of the Cabbage Corp for no reason? <sighs> That's like a major plot line in this, in this uh, episode is that Asami's corporation is a better corporation than Cabbage Corp. Like, that's very important in this episode for some reason. Also, there's a sand monster
1: that Korra says is definitely not a spirit. It's not are... looking like a spirit.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. Is that, like, a thing this show has forgotten because it's mostly in urban areas is that sometimes there are just weird animals in Avatar.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Sometimes Avatar just has weird animals. Yeah. I miss weird animals. <laughs> I like miss just bear. like every episode it's like oh it's a it's a lion axe okay.
1: I saw an attack
0: at the zoo the other day. It was pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah? What yeah. time of day? Dawn. Oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's like the activation code phrase for like some kind of secret agent <laughs> i saw an edx at the zoo yesterday what time what time of day dawn
0: slaps the roof of counterweight you can fit so many animals in here
1: in so little context <laughs> so yeah it's like feels lazy and also if you, i want you to do something real quick
0: me yeah go to twitter um i'm on tumblr give me one second
1: you know go to the other one i'm on twitter just search for legend of cora anarchism
0: oh buddy am i gonna regret this have you done this
1: yeah oh no yeah, it's like, oh, I learned about anarchism from Legend of Korra. Yeah. It's like, Legend of Korra is really good and, like, underrated because they talk about things like anarchism.
0: Here's a good tweet. Um Should I read this person's handle on the show? Is that a thing I should do? I don't know. Anyway, this person should come on the show. Um Legend of Korra, uh, it's quote this tweet with your unpopular uh, mm-hmm, avatar mm-hmm, opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Legend of Korra is right-wing propaganda against Marxism, Marxism, anarchism, socialism, and communism.
1: Yeah, they're right, though.
0: Um, and then another one right below it, like, Legend of Korra is so underrated for being so political. Season three explaining why anarchism is bad.
1: So here's one of the more interesting antagonists of Legend of Korra, however, he's pretty much stupid because his political ideology is anarchism. Which leaves a power vacuum for the most powerful and most rich people to take control of Smiley Face.
0: Wow, it's almost (laughs) it's so different from when the most powerful and most rich people were already in control of the society. (gasps) What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Uh, let's just cut
1: the part where we read bad takes live maybe this was a bad idea
0: uh yeah i might like do some tricky editing or something because i feel like there's i want to read it i want to maybe leave in the sub which is calling it right-wing propaganda because i think that's funny i'll figure it out in the edit as you can tell dear listener i did very little work figuring it out in the edit bye um Is there more wheel spinning in episode 10? I feel like I'm forgetting some wheel spinning in episode 10 because I'm still just constantly furious at pacing in the show because episode 10 (sighs) should be episode 5.
1: Episode 10... I don't remember.
0: Oh, wait, no. I remember why it took us so long to get to episode... Here's the the pacing of this season, right? Mm -hmm. The early episodes... Um, as Korra deals with the Earth Queen and gets kicked out of her public city, is showing maybe why leaders are bad. And then Zhaofu shows a quote-unquote utopia. And then 9 and 10 shows how Zahir will put a utopia under threat, except it doesn't really line up because he... Attack, ba Sing say, and not Zhao Fu. He did attack Zhao Fu, but he didn't really do any destabilization there. I think it's not I the capital. I think I see what the pacing of the show is going for now. <sighs> I but guess.
1: Like, also, you didn't introduce the villain to the to the protagonist until halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, they didn't have a conversation for. Till
1: now. Ever. <laughs> like. We we talked we we talked about how to structure this kind of thing with Amon. We don't need to do that again. Yeah. But like. It just feels so messy this season. Yeah. It's like it's way better than the last one, because the last one was just ridiculous. But like.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like we have Beaten the horse of our exhaustion with this show's politics and portrayal of politics to death. I feel like we've covered this ground.
1: We we're, we're gonna get more of it probably next season.
0: I worry now about next season in a way that I haven't for a while.
1: The vibe I get from the way people talk about it is that the fascist villain is the most like sympathetic of the. Core That's villains. my.
0: That is my vague, vague, vague recollection, too. My other vague recollection is that, like, yes. My other vague recollection is that, like, Cora like, truly doubts herself for the first time and, like, gives up on her Avatar duties and such, which, like, wow, imagine if that happened in this season. Imagine if...
1: If that happened in the first season...
0: Imagine if that happened in the first season. Imagine if it happened in the second season. Imagine if Korra had ever doubted herself or had any character development. Ever. No, Allie. Huh?
1: It's very simple.
0: She's the Avatar and you got (laughs) to deal with it. We found it. We found it.
1: You can find the podcast on Twitter at WhiteLotusPod. WhiteLotusPod at gmail.com. We're going to do the finale next week, so send in your emails about it, maybe, if you have anything to ask or say. Where can people find you on the internet?
0: People can find me online at Allison underscore coffee. That's A-L-I-S-O-N underscore <laughs> Oh, <laughs> We haven't done that joke in a season or two.
1: Um, I can't wait for us to get to watching Ruby, so that I can make the best Kafifi joke. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood spoilers from here until forty-seven minutes and thirty-five seconds.
0: I changed my mind. We're doing a Full Metal Alchemist podcast. Fuck Ruby. <laughs> <sighs> I can't deal with this. I can't deal with your conf- actually. No, if we if we are already mad about a show, um, being wishy-washy on war criminals, um.
1: Uh-huh. Isn't Full Mill Alchemist also a little fascist?
0: Full Mill Alchemist, I'm rewatching it right now. Um, and I'm really curious how the ending goes. Um, Roy Mustang, my boyfriend, is a war criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that his goal in life is to make sure. Him and all his fellow war criminals get prosecuted. But I'm not... I need With him to, last. I need to remember the ending, because maybe that happens, or maybe it doesn't. And I feel like it really needs to happen, but I feel like I need to remember the ending. You know, I need to get there. Mm-hmm. So. Full Metal Alchemist may be more wishy-washy in the end than I want it to be. But it does call these people war criminals, at least. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, do we even know like what happened to Ozai? Did he ever like? Obviously, um, he was put in jail, but like, was he ever?
0: He's put in jail, prison? and as far as I know, he serves out his sentence, and like, he can't bend, so he never tries to escape, and he rots there as he should, you know.
1: Like. There's definitely some fucking Fire Nation like extremists who would try to break him out or something.
0: Right, and I feel like probably Zuko is powerful enough and has enough loyal people that like I don't imagine that's ever too much of an issue. I um, would
1: really like to see some sort of thing of like people like people try to break break Ozai out and he's like, "Fucking what are you doing?"
0: I would love to see... I'm a broken man. I would love to see the Avatar creators of 10 years ago tackle that. I'm not sure I would love to see the Avatar creators of Korra tackle that. You know? Yep. Um, Because that is a really great story that can go real bad in a quick way.
1: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Nora, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, Twitter.com slash Nora. You can also find me on other podcasts. They're all linked there. Uh, you can find the stuff I make that you can buy is also there.
0: Sorry for the full Metal Alchemist spoilers, everybody who was listening to this. It's not super duper spoilery. I don't think. I don't.
1: Oops, more spoilers. But this is more a broad thematic thing. No plot details, really. Go to 50 minutes, I guess. I'm not surprised that the people in crisp uniforms who go around saying the word Fuhrer are war criminals.
0: Yeah, no, there's, um... Yeah, okay, from the very first episode, there is a lot of parallels to Nazi Germany, and then the thing that is revealed over the course of the show is that it is both a parallel to Nazi Germany and to the U.S. invasion of Iraq that was going on at the time. And huh, interesting. Yeah, um... The show is kind of saying that those are very similar things. Yeah. Anyway,
1: sorry for the bummer episode, y'all.
0: The only thing I'm bummed about is that I, I want to start getting goofier on the editing of the show, and I'm not going to be able to do that with this episode. But this episode, really we appreciated needed to
1: have the musical bits last week.
0: I wanted to. I want to do like six more of those in every episode. <laughs> you know, I want to get more of those, but this is not. Um, this is not that. <laughs> yeah. But this episode was like necessary um because we do actually have to talk about the television show we watch sometimes.
1: <laughs> like they spent this long getting to the point of this season mm-hmm. that we had to just kind of drag our feet and now we, we we're in it. We're in it. It's, it's finale season, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, people I don't know when The 60-hour episode of Hot Singles goes up, but if people somehow are listening to this and don't know about that, um, I'm very excited for that, and I know the editing process is going on right now, and it will hopefully be soon. Um, Yeah. The thing about making a 60-hour podcast is that it takes a while to get it all finished up.
1: (laughs) Um, Additionally, after we do the finale of this season, uh, maybe we will hopefully get some... Spirit of Rebellion. Done. Yeah, I'd like to hop back on that for a bit.
0: Yes, and I would like to, um, you know, put our money where our mouth is with all our complaints about this show's politics, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, tell a better story. I trust Nora to tell a better story. I don't trust myself, do but you? that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you trust me to write stories? <laughs> I do.
0: You're very good at writing, is the thing.
1: Oh. Uh... We'll see. I haven't written a story, though. Whatever. We don't need to talk about... My- I'm going to compliment
0: yeah, my boss. friend. My so, mumbly uh, friend.
1: No, uh, shut up. <laughs> um, uh,
0: this is where the fade out goes.
1: <laughs> is this where the fa- are we fading out?
0: We're fading out. We're keeping it flamio.
1: Are you fading out into the music? Or like just fading out into the nothing?
0: I don't know. I don't. I didn't fade out into music the last time, but I, I do it on Zero listening. Heroes a lot.
1: I didn't finish listening to that episode, so I don't remember how you ended it.
0: I just ended uh, with you saying bye because I was 50/50 on if I should do more music or not. And uh, I, I listened to two old episodes, and you don't end with music, and so I just decided to end, not end with music. I,
1: I end with music on Pot of War. Uh, I
0: don't think I do that
1: episodes that i did on this
0: i think i remember why i remember i decided not to end on music this because the first episode i edited reminded me of bed bath and bionicle um and it felt appropriate <laughs> to what we were doing to just be like and now the show is over
1: Stage left. <laughs> well, we already are exiting stage left, am I right? Uh,
0: you got your double entendre again. <laughs> People should listen to the episode of Zero Heroes we just recorded for uh, the payoff to that joke.
1: No, the setup. This was
0: the payoff. The setup, yeah. <laughs> I know how jokes work.
1: Yeah, they hop around and then you cut them open and they die.
0: Oh, 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 oh! Could I talk about the episode again for one moment?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: that
1: was the theme song in reverse.
0: <laughs> um, Windsor here kills the queen. He hops up on the throne and he says, "Oh, I forgot to mention, I don't believe in queens," and then he kills her and that feels like someone in the writers room was stuck on what to get him get him to say there and wrote in filler line and then they never went and touched it up it's the like most anticlimactic thing there's well, no I'm, joke in his one liner
1: <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to take my headset off to grab something real quick yeah um and then i'm going to i'm going to have a follow up to that okay Alright So I have here the Metal Gear Solid novelization by Raymond Benson
0: Okay <laughs> Not the, the graphic hands. novelization, the novelization
1: No, this is the novelization They only got the first two They didn't do one for the third one.
0: Oh damn How do you novelize the second Metal Gear Solid game? But Poorly so Okay supreme. The elevator had just ascended and opened The third and
1: fourth guards were patrolling from left to right directly in front of it on a path some six feet away from the last crate there was no way to sneak up behind the men so snake waited until they turned and began walking away from him he bolted across the floor to the crate closest to the elevator door there he waited a few seconds for the guards to turn again and walk slowly around toward him snake could hear them muttering something about a storm he surprised them by stepping out from behind the crate and standing directly in front of them Merry Christmas, Snake said as he delivered two powerhouse punches left and then right into the guards' faces. <laughs> <laughs> the soldiers fall to the floor. I forgot to tell you, Christmas is early this year. <laughs> and see like
0: okay, okay. <laughs> Professional writer Allison Coffey logging on here to say Um you're doing a season about anarchism um the earth queen says to Zaheer something 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 I will capture you I make the rules around here Zaheer leaps onto the throne and kills her and says I don't believe in rules like (laughs) I don't believe in queens sucks there's no joke or or they could do a chess joke uh, they'd have to do a pie show joke and I don't think there are queens in pie show.
1: Hmm. Well, they they could have like, I'll have you like put away forever, or I'll have you killed, or I'll have you vague cartoon threat. Yeah. Um And then zahir could say something about like you or the people you work or the people who like work for you. Mm-hmm. And like point out that there's nobody else in this room. With
0: yeah. you? Um, or something about freedom Like he has his freedom threatened And he's like No one can take freedom away But he does have the freedom line When he kills her He does That's the other thing is he has his one liner And then he takes a second swing at it He like Sometimes you gotta take that second take He has a one liner Starts to kill her monologues a bit, kills her, and then does a second one-liner. He should have
1: done the first one-liner. He should have just started killing her without saying anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the leap on the throne? Good. Perfect. Excellent touch. Put the leggy up. Love it. Put the leggy up. Because he's not just on the throne, he's atop the throne. Um... Then you just yeah. re- you really needed a second edit on that on that dialogue there, really just uh
1: just I'm mildly bummed that now we can't fade out on Merry Christmas. I forgot to tell you, Christmas came early this year.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I forgot. <laughs> that's the most Metal Gear Solid thing that's not in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's, Chris- yeah, it's it's Snake like- just being a gigantic fucking dweeb. <laughs>
1: Also, MGS1 Snake, where he's very much, like, an action star sort of character.
0: He's just a fucking nerd.
1: (laughs) Like, he shoots down Liquid's helicopter and then says, it explodes, and he says, that takes care of the cremation.
0: (laughs) Christmas came early this year.
1: No, cut. We can't use that music anymore. It's it's, (laughs) copied off a different song. we got to edit it slightly.
0: (laughs) Christmas came early this year, and then a cassette tape of, uh, whoa, here she comes. (laughs) Is this the MGS5 of White Lotus Radio?
1: This episode?
0: This episode. No, last episode was the NGS ending. 5
1: This one does keep ending over and over again, so it That's could true. be the NGS 5 <laughs> Also, there's the fact that you won't be in the next episode, and we're not going to talk about it, but...
0: <laughs> You're going to have me recast. Um...
1: <laughs> I was going to say that you were the Kojima, not the snake, but...
0: Oh. I was going to say we're going to recast... Uh... Who would you recast me as? Who is the Kiefer to my David?
1: Uh, Marcy? I mean, the other option is Roxas. (laughs) God. MGS5 is Kojima found the wiki page for parasites and went Wait. (laughs) Wait. Wait.
0: What? is punished snake the roxas of big boss <laughs> uh, um it's oh. i'm so glad we found the the title of this episode in the seventh false ending of...
1: <laughs> no 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 it's it's not roxas is it because it's It's like it's the replica.
0: Oh, so it's the fake Riku.
1: It's replico. Yeah. But yeah, the podcast title should be Is Punished Snake the Roxas of Big Boss. Even though his name is Venom Snake, not Punished Snake, I think. Oh, I
0: just beefed that one. That's just me not being good on my Metal Gear lore.
1: Yeah, get good, nerd. Metal Gear lore podcast, now there's something, maybe. No.
0: No. No. I have a PSP emulator now. I should finally play Peace Walker, because people tell me Peace Walker is the best Metal Gear.
1: Don't play it on PSP.
0: Well, that's just the best option for me. That's fine. I need to finish Birth by Sleep. Holy shit.
1: I've been like... I need to finish Kingdom Hearts 2. I haven't done it because life happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had life happen, and then I was like, "Wow, I really I can't focus on any video games. I wonder why." And I've just now, in this moment, realized it's because I got like a third of the way birth- through Birth by Sleep and just stopped. Um,
1: if if um, if Kingdom Hearts crossed over with Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, then you would have uh, uh underbirth <laughs> <But laughs> i have nothing <laughs> I, was gonna by I was just going to let you dangle i was <laughs> just
0: going to let you i saw the trap you were setting up for yourself I was like well she made her bed she can sleep
1: <laughs> she can sleep <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do actually, literally, in my hand right now, have the Metal Gear Solid graphic novel adaptation as well.
0: I'm glad that that graphic novel comes up on every episode of a podcast we do together.
1: We'll talk about it someday, maybe.
0: I have to return an Amazon order today, and I might only be getting Amazon credit instead of money back. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, I'm definitely going to use it to buy a Metal Gear comic. <laughs>
1: it's it's good though it's like real good yeah there's one page that's just nothing but the word bang all over it (laughs) bang 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 pow bang bang pow pow bang bang because it's a boss fight
0: good good shit (laughs) i loved how that novelization earlier like perfectly captured playing metal gear of just like <laughs> oh i gotta figure out what pattern the guards are walking in like uh-huh it's not it's not like this climactic battle with revolver ocelot because i would cut out a lot of just like gameplay if i were novelizing a video game but this person decided to leave it in a little bit <laughs>
1: The epilogue of this novel is one line that says, Revolver Ocelot listened to the other man on the line and then spoke, and then the second paragraph is half of a page, and it's just Revolver Ocelot's dialogue.
0: Good. Good. Oh, my word. Metal Gear is bad. However, I love Metal Gear. (laughs)
1: Also, um, both Anakon and Meryl survive in the end.
0: It's The the canon one is the, only that Anakon survives and Meryl dies, right?
1: No, they both live. Okay. You just have to make that choice when you play it. Do you want the stealth camo in your new game plus or do you want the infinite ammo bandana?
0: Okay, so here's a thing about me. Uh, I have a very weird relationship to Metal Gear where I watched Dan Reichert and Drew Scanlon play three Metal Gear games um, and then mm-hmm. my giant bomb subscription lapsed and I didn't really care enough to pay them again, you know? Right. And so I know a lot of things that happen in Metal Gear Solid 4 but I don't know all the things that happened in Metal Gear Solid 4. But sometimes, to look cool or to look more knowledgeable, I will pretend that I know everything that happened in Metal Gear Solid 4 because hanging out on film Twitter ruined my little brain as a teen, and I thought that was a thing you had to do.
1: Can we do a, like, Metal Gear Solid 4-only... Recap podcast. <laughs> I'm just gonna something. watch Chip and
0: Ironicus play it at some point. I also but it would
1: be it would be more fun if I explained it to you.
0: That's fair. Here's another thing: is that I really wanted to see MGS5, and so I know I watched most of their playthrough. I skipped around for some story stuff, and you really have to skip around for story stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I do know everything that happens in MGS Five. My only lore gaps are in Four and Peace Walker.
1: <laughs> hey, what about Revengeance?
0: Uh, I haven't seen all of Revengeance, but like I know some big stuff. Like I know Make America Great Again. Um, I've seen that whole last boss fight. Um, yeah. and one or two others.
1: How fucking. Bizarre, is it that the that Make America Great Again shows up as a line in the 2013 video game from Japan, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance?
0: I mean, like, I feel like I heard metal, Make America Great Again as, like, a thing people said long before Trump. Interesting. And it,
1: as I definitely didn't.
0: I feel like... Not often, but it would just be like, or a sentiment I heard before Trump, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe not those words, but like that sentiment. I don't know. Sure. So it's it's definitely surprising, but it's not like the most surprising thing that like in 2013, um, Trump people were starting to think Trump things. Right. It's maybe just, surprising that someone predicted it, like someone from Japan. Y-
1: um no, actually, um, the a lot of that content was actually written by the localization team
0: right, right.
1: Um, I guess like it makes sense that like people other than me had a different level of political awareness in 2013 than I did when I was yeah. dumb <laughs> <laughs> as if I'm not dumb now.
0: Me in high there was a tweet that was going around that's like me in high school. I may be ugly, but at least I'm smart. Me now, I may be dumb, but at least I'm hot. (laughs) And I really feel that tweet deep down in my bones.
1: That's how I'm trying to be. Oh. I never want anyone to think that I'm smarter than them.
0: (laughs) I get that. I spent my teen years really desperately trying to make everyone think I was smarter than them. And now I'm like, oh, that's a good way to be a shitbag.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I want to be smart, but not like smarter than any of my friends.
1: <laughs> I want to be smart enough not to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and not to look like a dumbass.
0: <laughs> I thought of a joke, and I was like, is this the right place for the joke? And I'm like, I guess I have been talking about Trump, and this is way less mild than Trump. Go for it. I was like, speaking of looking like a dumbass, i just been thinking about Will Wheaton all day.
1: <laughs> oh, zing. Are you going to go on his Mastodon and ask him about Chris Hardwick?
0: I'm really thinking about it. I think I might do it. <laughs> I think I might do it.
1: You'll probably just get blocked.
0: I, I will almost certainly get blocked. (laughs) I'm really excited for it.
1: I wish I could get blocked by Will Wheaton on command.
0: (laughs) He's off Twitter now. Like, I can't... Because I would much rather just, like, get blocked on Twitter and save myself the trouble of trying to find out what Mastodon is, you know?
1: (sighs) Yeah, fucking whatever. I don't care. I'm stuck. I'm on Twitter because I can't leave it, so...
0: I... I would happily leave Twitter for Tumblr cuz I think Tumblr sucks but like in ways that I find more tolerable than Twitter suck. But like I'm not going to convince my friends to go to Tumblr and I don't feel I really want something new to pop up and I don't think Mastodon is it, you know.
1: No, definitely not. Not from the shit I've heard.
0: Like Mastodon seems real bad.
1: Yeah, like, the moderation tools are entirely at the whim of the people who own it, who don't seem interested in that at all. Yeah. But, like, I actually have kind of a following on Twitter, and I make things that people consume, and if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be, like, able to end the month with positive numbers in my bank account. (laughs) Right. So, uh... All those like big name white dudes can definitely just leave Twitter if they want, but like some of us have to stick around and hang out with the Nazis and like deal with that sometimes.
0: Yeah. And then like I saw this thread um from Ash McCallan that was going around that was the same thing, and then it's like and then once Twitter finally does end, because it kind of feels like Twitter will end, um, you know, wherever people end up Exodusing too, like marginalized folks will be behind there because they didn't have time to build an audience there in the same way that, like, Will Wheaton did, you know?
1: Yeah, in our efforts to keep ourselves safe, we have to delay and we can't be first adopters on these things.
0: Yeah. Because if I were to get on Mastodon and I wanted to build some sort of community there, Like, the only thing I would have time and energy for is to just copy-paste my tweets from and into Mastodon,
1: you know? Right, and there's also the part where, like, there's nothing to stop somebody from just impersonating you on a different instance.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. What?
1: Yeah, they could just make your same name on a different instance.
0: Oh my god. What? Fucking what? it's,
1: it's all, like, Decentralized.
0: Ugh. I saw there was an idle thumbs instance I might like go check that out just to learn what Mastodon is because I like the idle thumbs community generally when I've bumped into it
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't ever think I'm going to be a Mastodon person
1: no you're you're a human
0: <laughs> keep it flamio.
1: I have a fursona <laughs> now did you see <laughs> Oh what? Yeah, I have a persona. Oh yeah? yeah Is it on, on your Twitter? private Twitter or your It's main Twitter. It's okay. fucking... it, you remember the Nexu from Attack of the Clones?
0: Oh what do I I don't know. Oh yes, but, I did see that because I tweeted at you that you're a closeted bloodborne gay.
1: Oh right, yeah. A
0: tweet a statement which I stand by. I don't know what that means. Because, you know, like all the people, including myself, who talk about, like, oh, I want to make out with the Bloodborne monsters, you know. Oh, okay. You're just doing that, except that, like... Star Wars. Star Wars.
1: Okay.
0: Gosh, I'm now looking at this Twitter poll you put up about what your next Twitter icon should be, (laughs) and I'm very torn. I don't know what to vote for here. These are all solid options.
1: Yeah, I can tell you which one's probably going to (laughs) win.
0: Okay, tell me which one's going to win, because I'll probably vote for one of the other two then.
1: Fursona is leading at 48%.
0: I shouldn't be shocked at that. I was surprised at that, and then I was like, what? No, that's obviously. I voted for D&D character then.
1: Yeah, D&D character crying.
0: I think D&D character crying is my number one choice, and Real Face or Fursona are tied. For me.
1: I was going to have the fourth option be anime character, but I decided not to.
0: Yeah, that's probably wise. Because I would have voted for that as a joke even though I don't think you should have an anime character as your profile. (laughs) But I would have voted for it as a joke and I imagine other people would have too.
1: I'll post, I'll pick one of the characters from the D&D arcade game that's all anime. Okay. Like the the thief probably. Or the elf. If that were the case. But Right now, d d character crying is at 29%. Persona is at 48%. Okay.
0: Are we still podcasting?
1: We're still podcasting. Do you want to not...